coming up. The most epic event in 2000 sporting event history. Only gold medals and subway sponsorships for me. It's the 2008 Beijing Summer Olympics, and this is Most Extreme Podcast. Most Extreme Podcast, the show where we discuss and analyze the enigma that is 2000s pop culture. I'm Brett Ellison. I'm Jonathan Snowdy. And I'm Jarrett Whitworth. And today we are talking about the 2008 Beijing Summer Olympics. Very exciting, especially since this is sort of our first sports-related topic that we've ever done, especially since most everything we've done has been like games, movies, TV shows, sort of a mixture of that. Uh, it's now that we're interesting that we're doing our first also event topic, which I'm very excited about. Um, are are you guys excited? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is the idea to put the uh, the Olympics music over your intro there? I would, that except that right? it's copyrighted by the Olympic Olympic Un- Committee. Believable. So we'll make a version of it that's oh. like our version of the. <laughs> How powerful is the Olympic Committee? Well, <laughs> we'll get into that later. But like, I'm pretty sure like, they do they have. Maybe- Maybe pretty will, will like UN peacekeepers come and like arrest us if we use this music? Like, well, how bad is it? It's yeah, it's not that bad. I just remember Brett Ellison is the ringleader. This whole <laughs> there's whole a red operation. dot on my forehead right now as I'm speaking. Um, I mean, we could still get arrested for like conspiracy if we're caught up in this, right? I don't know you guys. If we. <laughs> It's a hologram the whole time. Anyways, <laughs> there's hours of recorded conversations. I know I was excited to talk about this, but uh, a lot, I mean, we, this is an audio podcast, but a lot of people didn't know. This. Jared actually walked in with a toga and held a That's flame right. torch in, into the recording studio today. Yeah. So very excited, ecstatic. Uh, yeah. You don't have to put your Dude, knees up when you have the toga on. Can it's, I put yeah. this down? Is there a place I can put this down? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can just set it anywhere now. Oh, thanks for the, the toga th- or the. Thanks for oh, the. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Leave that on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll put the torch down. Yeah, please keep the toga on. Yeah. We've already had enough excitement what, with uh, practicing the fire escape routines again. <laughs> in this abandoned <laughs> aircraft hangar that we're in. Um, hey, let's introduce our guest. Um, we're very excited to have oh, him. He's yeah, actually our, uh, a sibling of ours, so we're excited to have him turn here. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, my brother Elijah Ellison is here. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How's everybody? Um, so this was a topic that you suggested to do on the show. Uh, for guys, a little bit of a background, I guess, on how our relationship as siblings has always been, is that I've always been the movie guy, Elijah's always been the sports guy, but we both have appreciation for the other thing, it's just that one person likes the other thing more. I guess... Preach it. That's, okay, that that's pretty much how it, how it goes. Um, so this is... But I think both of us really, both collectively, love the Olympics. The Olympics is sort of the event in our household in terms of sporting events. So is there a reason why you chose this specifically or do you have yeah. a, I mean, for me totally like Olympics would definitely by a landslide be my favorite sporting event. Um, but I just remember like granddad, our granddad would always have like USA team USA merch and he would just give it to us. That's true. Like Olympic stuff. So I kind of like, Ever since I was as young as I can remember, just like had like USA Olympic shirts and hats and stuff. So 
I was into that. Um, and then I remember our uncle uh, would always go I mean, he, whenever he could go to the Olympics. He went to like Barcelona. You know, whenever you can, go yeah, to the kind Olympics. Of a flex. Swing just do that in here. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, no, but yeah. So and then just really enjoyed watching the Olympics as early as I can remember. Even um, you know, I, I'm definitely more of a fan of summer, but um, winter's cool too. So, uh, but yeah, this this was I I just remember Beijing Olympics 2008 was probably the best Olympics I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, very impactful yeah. in terms of sports in general. In terms of zero, do either of you have any like I guess personal history with like maybe this Olympic Games or just the Olympics or sports in general? Jonathan, <laughs> well, it's it's funny because I, I've been thinking about this in preparation for the podcast, and I I don't know if I've ever like sat down and I'm going to get roasted for this probably. I don't I don't know if I've ever sat down. <laughs> That's and never happened on this watched. show before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've wow. ever sat down and legitimately like watched the entire Olympics. Oh, or a large well, portion. Me neither. <laughs> or even a large portion of the it. The 19-day, I, like I don't get up from my couch and I watch the whole thing. Yeah, but I've never, badminton like... Badminton at 2 in the morning. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I've never been like, oh, badminton's on today. Time to get up and watch that. Mm-hmm. And yet... Apologies to all our badminton Olympians. Yeah, sorry, Badminton is incredible. I, <laughs> I, I should say... You know all complaints. Their reflexes are... Unmatched. I know a lot of times we've mentioned on the show how many times that uh, Jonathan and I have done like trips to Asia and doing stuff. Uh, many of our friends who live in Taiwan who um, go to a sports university there are like the Olympic athletes for um, for their country, and a lot of them we who are badminton play badminton, and we've met we've met some of these people. Okay, ba- who might be listening, Badmin- Jonathan. It's my turn to leave. Apparently, bad- I poked fun at the <laughs> no, but I, no, it bad- is serious. Badminton like, is they really take popular. It so seriously like we went to a badminton court like in a gym and um yeah it's incredible how one of the oldest sports in the world too. right because we consider it like oh it's uh jared's having a picnic might as well actually march in gym class it's badminton actually my (laughs) my main study partner when i was taking japanese Mm -hmm. was a chinese transfer or chinese uh, international student okay and when we were going over like oh what's your favorite sport he was like badminton that, that was like number, yeah, that was Not number one, wow. number one pick. No, okay, I'm very sorry. Email, email us your best badminton stories. <laughs> at most, ex- most extreme. Pop yeah, we'll do a Patreon extreme. and there, we'll start it just for the badminton, badminton training center in like Cary. Cary, North Carolina, there and yeah. train. <laughs> just yeah, let's get trained. Let's do it. Dude. I could have picked any other. Dude, if I played <laughs> badminton, I would have all like the headbands and the what country? What country? This is like in the last one they. Took a dive in one match to get they like tried to rig badminton in the Olympics. What country was that? <laughs> he deflated no the <laughs> <laughs> deflated the shuttlecock. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I've never I'm not heard great. of this. I'm not trying to save face just by spurting out some. I love how you like. Wanna... Yeah, I don't know anything about badminton except all the latest. Except yeah, this, you know, except this really convoluted okay, conspiracy theory. Background on the Olympics. Yeah. So my yeah. <laughs> my background on the Olympics. <laughs> love badminton, girl. <laughs> um, how many people have turned off the episode at this point? <laughs> Enough of this badminton talk. Um, I think the, the 2008 Olympics are probably the first ones that I remember like watching. Remember like watching parts of and being a part of like sort of the cultural moment of a lot of it. I remember the 04 one from Athens being a big deal. Me too. It was Athens again. And so it was just like, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Like, I have some memory. I slightly remember that. Um, but obviously, I mean, I was, you know three and a half years old when it was in hot Lana. So I don't didn't really <laughs> yeah. get up for that. Um, and yeah, don't okay. remember anything from Sydney, but certainly Beijing. I remember, you know, that being sort of the first thing, certainly Michael Phelps and the, 
the Sports Illustrated where he's wearing all the rib, all the uh, medals, and Classic. it just looks like he's wearing a shirt. Like, right, because <laughs> covered it's in Michael red. Phelps. Coming soon. Stay tuned. We'll talk about Michael yeah. Phelps coming up. Um, yeah, no, I definitely have. I mean, definitely love the Olympics growing up. Um, it's interesting that we're talking about 2008 because Elijah can can uh, contest this, but we were actually not in America when this was happening. We were in the lovely. Uh, country of ukraine that's not facetious it's a beautiful country i love it there and we were watching it and only on our very old television in our hotel room so we were getting a completely different perspective of the olympics and also during this trip over in europe we went into uh austria for a layover and then we also went to england for a week so we were in london so the next 2012 olympics summer olympics were there too so we were getting different kind of Hmm. perspectives of watching sports in different countries I definitely remember our hotel room in London had like a center in like the lobby where it was like the main event happening on the big screen and then like a lot of smaller TVs around it for like ping pong, sorry, table tennis, badminton, uh, <laughs> ping pong, speed walking. So it's interesting to see that because I think definitely NBC Sports, who's been doing the Olympics for so long, definitely has the more has a very American bias when doing it, mm. which is fine for us. But it's a little annoying when it's like, I can't believe it. America, we got six, guys. We did it. We did. And uh, Zimbabwe got first. Anyway, Olympics, USA, we won, baby. Diving, we're the best. So Was there, while you were in Ukraine, was there an, a Ukrainian athlete that was people were talking about that was like a buzz? Ukraine always has people. They're they're pretty good at like. Is there like a certain one? What, what's like I their? I can't arm? remember. They're good at like a lot of like the judo, wrestling, and then they do like a lot of like. I, they're pretty good at track. I don't, I don't personally know who they who is their top athlete, but I think maybe it was boxing. Um, Lomachenko. Let me look at this. They were talking all about Phelps too, because oh, it yeah. was like, oh my gosh, have you seen this? Like, because it was a big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, two thousand eight was also, I mean, <laughs> a weird summer, um, yeah. weird time, but also interesting. So I guess. Going into, I guess, how the games got started. Jared, do you want to take this part? Or do you want me to do it? Yeah. Oh, I should give a disclaimer. If you think we're talking, is a podcast and we're not, and we're talking about like the actual like, like seediness of the Olympic like company and China, then that's not the podcast for you. We're this sticking is, to sports. We're sticking to the sports. Enjoying a lot of positivity yeah. here, on posy vibes on MXP, but um, but yeah. Except badminton is trash. <laughs> How dare you? If you, you play badminton, done. turn this off. Um, yeah. I never said that, and I don't endorse uh, that comment. Anyway, the Olympics. Well, that's funny, because uh, we rewind. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't rewind. Don't rewind. Um, the, the podcast deletes itself as you listen to it, so you can't actually re- rewind. The Olympics. Um, yeah, so the process, there is a selection process. We probably all know. So that's... if. You think that we decide the Olympics, the Olympic committee uh, plans out the Olympics as saw between seven and 11 years in advance. So, for example, we already know in L in um, um, 2024, it's going to be Paris. 2028, it's going to be L.A. Back Um, back in the U.S., baby. Yeah, that's right. Incredible. (laughs) Then NBC is going to be on the right side. Apocalyptic doomsday that is 2028. (laughs) It's just going to be a sprint from coast to coast through the barren wasteland of um, (laughs) plowing ahead, sticking to sports. Uh, So Beijing was elected as the host city for the 2008 Summer Olympics in 2001, uh, beating out bids from Toronto, Paris, Istanbul, and Osaka. All would have been really cool. 
All would have been really cool. And we're getting Paris in 2024. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think I, Paris is definitely. And we got do we, no, we got Vancouver in 2012 for winter. For winter is that or 2010? Yeah. Winter would have been 2010. Yeah, yeah. either 2010 or 2012. That's right. 2014 London. was Sochi. That's right. right. Yeah, it was 2010. Um, More on Sochi later. More on them later. Yes, actually, in uh, just a little bit here. Uh, Oxford Olympic study in 2016 estimates the cost of the Beijing Olympics was 6.8 billion dollars, and that's just to like just including sports costs. So that's creating the stadiums, infrastructure, all that, all that good stuff. Gotcha. Um, which is insane. Which is yeah. Well, why when you look into what like the parameters that the selection committee uses is it's just. Some of it's literally just like, are you, can you handle this? Can, can you, it can you such, pay for this? Right. Right. And do you have facilities? And honestly, that's, you know, uh, the pitch for LA in 2028 was like, Hey, we already have, we still have all this stuff from the last time. Right. We're not going to really have to build anything new. Um, because so they already have decimate yeah. our right. Country. Cause they already have NFL yeah. stadiums. They have, right. they have all these other you know, sports the places that they can already just use. So right. what you're saying is I shouldn't hold my breath for like a 2032 Easter Island Olympics. <laughs> that would be off the chain. That would be <laughs> Easter, incredible. Easter Island. Uh, everybody, here's the Epcot. We just did all of them. Right but I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if Carbo is getting a bid uh, <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> all right. Um, but uh, oh, where, where was I? Oh, but that's why Beijing is getting the Winter Olympics again in... <laughs> Uh, 2022 because they have all the stuff that was part of their bid and hey like we can come back here and yeah we have all the infrastructure we did a good job ready to use yeah and they and they did a great yeah. job yeah. it wouldn't cost as much as building a bunch of new stuff yeah so part of what goes into all these costs uh, you have to build competition venues yeah the olympic village which exactly what it sounds like it's just this basically small tiny city for think of a uh, squidwardville but for olympic <laughs> athletes if you're not the usa Hand bread. <laughs> some 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 athletes choose not to stay there like the usa team in 2016 stayed on a cruise in rio they just were like nah actually we'll just have a <laughs> giant yacht instead okay. well i mean if you're ryan lochte you might get it into anything worse but that's a different I'm going to stay in this gas station bathroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> All these Ryan Lochte jokes tonight, baby. Yeah. So Ryan apologies Lochte. to Ryan Lochte. Nah. Nah. No apologies. <laughs> I take that back. Um, <laughs> anyway, where, <laughs> where, are we, uh, where are we going? Uh, media press center, uh, all, all the, all the infrastructure, everything uh, that, you know, one would need to, to host these games. The most expensive Olympics was the 2014 winter Olympics. Those were in Sochi and, yep. uh, cost about 50 billion. Oh my goodness. i yeah. I'm trusting the fact checking on that. That's insane. Okay. That's Wikipedia, but <laughs> unbelievable. Okay. Well, but well I know it was it? the most expensive. Do you know why it wasn't the most expensive? Uh, infrastructure, um, government, everything. just what? cost of like cleaning up the city and then uh, also, I think just like all, all in all, just like the operational cost cost the most. Also, they bid a ton of money for it because Russia multiple times, including like with the World Cup, has been like, no, we want to be the center of where sports and stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. which I, yeah. I really wanted you to say that the 50 billion was just them like taking dump truck loads of snow into <laughs> the city, just gas, <laughs> just <laughs> gas money for all the snow clouds. Um, Jeez. I did see uh, th- again the selection committee. There is like a think of a college application that has like a whatever cost to like submit your application <laughs> Name for the Olympic Committee. Beijing, China. <laughs> for the Olympic Committee, it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to just apply. 
is okay. what I saw. That's a figure I saw. Goodness. And I think that de- that would deter, like, you know, Kernersville from saying, like, <laughs> hey, we're going <laughs> to let's host the Olympic. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't necessarily stop, like, Elon Musk once he forms his independent Mars colony. I want the Olympics on the moon. <laughs> We've talked it. about the Super Bowl being on the moon. Oh, it will we be. We did. Yeah. Super Bowl 100 will be on the moon. And Prince will do the halftime show. Yeah, because he's alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Anyone doesn't believe it, come at us. At email us. <laughs> Jonathan.smoti at gmail.com. All right. Uh, One of the... Uh, <laughs> First you hated yeah. my badminton, and now you're making fun of Prince? <laughs> no, we, we all love Prince here. This is a pro-Prince crowd. This is going to be the longest podcast ever. The Olympic Green. <laughs> this is... <laughs> One of the one of the main hubs for the all the Olympics in Beijing was the Olympic Green, and that was enormous section of Beijing where most of the events, accommodations, conference centers, everything was held. And again, this is going to be reused in twenty twenty two, so it's still there, still uh, still plodding along. Um, part of this is the Beijing National Stadium, known as the Bird's Nest, uh, for its nest like design where both the opening and closing ceremonies took place when i rewatched the opening ceremonies that yeah. I, that was like okay yeah that does look like a giant bird nest that is, yeah mean, that is incredible it's super iconic it's so beautiful yeah like what a stadium even people Huge. even it's like where if friends have like visited beijing and they're like well we gotta go see it in the same way that we would be to. like in dc we're like oh we gotta go see you know the lincoln memorial or something yeah yeah it's amazing really and the uh the national aquatic center also known as the water cube because it looks like, uh, and I did look at this picture. This is what it looks like currently. And I will say, I was a little disappointed because when I saw Water Cube, I thought of, I don't know if we have any Final Fantasy X fans. but the, <laughs> Yes, uh, we do. The Blitzball Arena. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was literally going to be no, this somehow is what, a suspended it's cube still, of All water. the aquatic stuff happened there. This is what the Water Cube Hold looks on. like right now. Um, yeah, is it is theme park yeah so right now it does look like people who are looking this up so the water park is it is a water park inside of the water cube so it's an indoor water park with like giant slides going in and out of the place and it looks like jellyfish hanging from the ceiling Mm, that's really cool and uh yeah they've got people in like a giant wave pool looks kind of fun i mean it does look like a lot of fun that looks and is that us talking about like a theme park for another consecutive yeah and check (laughs) for if you have your most extreme bingo card (laughs) Man. Uh, the Olympic Villages, uh, residential areas, uh, 22 six-floor buildings, 22 nine-floor buildings, clinic, restaurant, library, recreation center, gym, swimming pools, tennis courts, basketball courts, jogging tracks, everything. Everything yeah. you can need. Just a tiny little... Delicatessen. I made that up. But... Delica- <laughs> <laughs> a cobbler. <laughs> the blacksmith. <laughs> and Stag maker. <laughs> Wait, this is Williamsburg. Never mind. <laughs> Colonial Olympic Village. <laughs> oh my word, a cauldron! Uh, Beijing Airport went underwent a major renovation with the addition of Terminal Three. Shout out Terminal Three! Shout out to all our listeners in the Beijing <laughs> Airport. <laughs> Terminal <laughs> Three. We're with a layover in term- <laughs> Terminal Three right now. I think Beijing has like a really nice airport. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, Terminal uh, 3 was the newest one to it, for sure. And they may have done some renovations since then. And uh, and they doubled the capacity of their subway system. Didn't RDU added, maybe not added, or just renovated Terminal 2 when they had, I think, the NHL All-Star game in, like, 2011? It was That was part of it, but they also they re- had just wanted to do a renovation yeah. inside the RDU airport for a very long time. And so it was uh, kind of like, oh, it. let's do this now. Yeah, kind of and I mean, all of us, I probably can also contest to the fact that I love our airport in Raleigh-Durham. Yeah. I think it's like I've 
Yeah. You go to Jonathan and I were once in the Chicago airport, and we we're like this. No, this yeah. felt like The Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was pretty dystopian. Yeah, dude, Atlanta. We were literally worst airport. We were been to. We were in a tent. Fifteen minutes. That's right. We, yeah, we, we were in a tent. We were in a tent in like twenty degree weather, like in a long, long line waiting for a bus. To, to take us to the next terminal. Everybody Wait, in Chicago. In, in Chicago. Chicago. That's horrible. It's like it's it's was it like late November? Yeah. In Chicago? So it was, was this like, coming back. Or it was, was this, this was coming back. Yeah. This is like mm. the so windy city Rome. first flight. Yeah. yeah, this is after my first flight where like the plane uh, broke down on takeoff. <laughs> oh god, not this again. Um, okay, going back <laughs> real quick. Um, I should say that the currently the Beijing Olympic Village. What it is now is it's been refurbished as to like the solar powered rye, a high rise condo apartments. Oh, yeah, that's really so that looks really cool. Um, Ooh, nice. Which brings me to this week's giveaway. Um, <laughs> call now, get a free Beijing high rise <laughs> apartment. <laughs> Only trick is we need you to speak Mandarin. Um, yeah, so that might congratulations limit some of the on people. your new condo. E- email Jonathan. He will select a winner at random. Eligibility may vary. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan will loan you the down payment. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Only if you're like really good at badminton. <laughs> a duel. <laughs> um, am I taking the quick facts as well? Yeah, you want to do it? You want me to do it? You got it. Okay. So the 2008 Olympics, the emblem was known as the Dancing Beijing. The emblem combined the traditional Chinese red seal and a representation of the calligraphy. The, the calligraph- what am I saying? It was a character for capital in Chinese. Um, with more athletic features. So hang on. Why didn't I yeah. why didn't I get this up earlier? So and, and, so it's the symbol of the games. It looks like a guy running, but it also yeah. looks like a stamp. It was really uh, cool. Classic. Yeah, classic. yeah. You know, yeah, traditional a... Chinese art, really cool. Um the motto for the 2008 Olympics was one world one dream. Um, the 2008 games were the first to be produced and broadcast entirely in HD. So this is right around the time that everybody had to mm. switch their TVs over. Which is nuts, because I remember getting an HD TV, like, or I, our family getting one, like, pretty late in the game. Like, people okay. had had HD for a long yeah. time. Do you remember when, like, the TV or something would be like, you need to get either an adapter or something, mm. or else your TV will not work? I remember that. I think I do remember Because everything had gone... I don't remember that. You guys, this is the 2000s podcast. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no. So HD TVs were right around this time as well. Uh, the 2008 Summer Olympics opening ceremony set the record for the largest viewing figure of any sports event until the 2012 Olympics, reaching an average daily audience of 593 million worldwide. Which, over- for reference, 100 million people watched this year's Super Bowl. Right. So that's another so that's thing. I th- also, six hundred million people, right? Because it's in. interesting from our American perspective yeah. of seeing, like, oh, the Super Bowl gets what you said, a hundred million. Yeah, it was that's million also uh, roughly around the same time that like Real Madrid plays an off-season game. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, nine billion people. And it's like, all right, right. I mean, that many people in the world, right? Uh, over three point oh, five billion people saw part of the sixteen-day coverage, uh, including the opening and closing ceremonies of the Beijing hosted Olympic Games. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. Just, yeah, we're talking about the impactfulness of these games are really important. So, did you have anything to add? Uh, that, was, that was a good summary, yeah. I thought, uh, I do remember the village was pretty cool. I remember seeing that as a kid and being really impressed with, I mean, overall just impressed with the way that China was able to build pretty cool facilities. And, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, honestly. the iconicness of how they did it, the impact, you yeah. know. Super cool. 
Um, okay. Should we talk about the opening ceremonies a little bit? We should. Yes. Did you guys get to watch any of this before we did it? Just yeah. A, just, a just a little bit. bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not the a lot. There was a lot happening. There was yes. a lot of different things. There's a okay. So I didn't audience. have four hours to sit and watch. <laughs> yeah. I had four hours to kill. Thought I'd watch the whole thing. Um, no. The interesting, th- yeah. There's a four hour version on YouTube, and then there's like a 13 minute version on YouTube that kind of just summarizes all the most important parts. Yeah. Um, because the thing is, is that the four hour version has a lot of like, okay, here's this big spectacular thing, and now we need to make room for the next thing to come on set. Mm-hmm. So we're all just going to wait here for five minutes. So you just kind of see the audience looking at every the country walking in. Right. right. So. Oh, the parade of nations always takes forever. But um, I think it's pretty interesting. <laughs> it takes forever. <laughs> I always enjoy it. No, it's good. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so opening ceremonies. Yeah. Um, so to me, personally, I would say that the opening, the 2008 Beijing opening ceremonies is maybe the best opening ceremonies they've ever done. I agree. Yeah. I remember, I remember that really set the standard for me because I was like the first one I really watched, and then I watched London, and I think they did a great job. But mm-hmm. like compared to to Beijing, it was kind of like, yeah, all right, right. I would say, but I think the 2012 closing ceremonies I remember really well, which is interesting because normally, yeah. personally, I feel like the opening ceremonies is always like, all right, everybody get hype, here we go, like let's get this like. Mm-hmm. St- party started and then the closing ceremonies is always like now wasn't that fun everybody yeah like, oh that's, shoot that's the olympics the are over yeah, <laughs> what did what did we learn today yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought 2016 had a pretty like eh, opening it was an nbc sports um the, i feel like it was the first time they did it was that they would cut away from the opening ceremonies to go to like a commercial break and then yeah. come back to it and be like oh you missed this thing and we're like no i want to watch the whole thing um, Got to hear about those deals at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Proud sponsor of the Olympic Games. Get the Captain's behind burger. a whole rat in my cob salad. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Applebee's. We love you. Shout out to Talladega Nights. Um, Great movie. Also, so, oh, when, when did that come out? Oh, we got we got to <laughs> talk about Talladega Nights. Um, so I do want to show uh, two things that come to the exception of being the best thing that ever happened in Olympic ceremonies. First off, we have here. This is from the Sochi Olympics. Um, I'll play this clip for you guys so you can see this. This is the Russian police choir singing Get Luffy. I did not think that that was real. Right, it looks like something you would... Like a full choir singing to it. (laughs) And two guys in the middle, like, spinning around, like, yeah... Not the song you would immediately think of, We we up all night to get lucky. I'd love them to perform at my wedding. That'd be just (laughs) ideal. I think we should see the U.S. Army do a Russian song. (laughs) Yeah, let's see that. (laughs) Let's see that. That'd be fun. The other moment that I would want to think of is actually going back to the 2012 uh, London Olympic Games is this moment right here um, when Daniel Craig and the Queen Elizabeth... The helicopter soars above the stadium, watch very closely, and the queen jumps out of the helicopter into the stadium with James Bond right behind her. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah I, remember, I can't I believe she actually this. did that. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. So that really cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, ceremony lasted about four hours and was reported to have cost the ceremony itself $100 million to produce. Yeah. Uh, and featured over fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand performers. Excuse me. Uh, the ceremony was directed by Chinese filmmaker Zhang Himao. Shout out! Hope you're listening. 
and executive produced by Steven Spielberg, our very own. So to give you an example for people in the film world, um, Zhang Zimao is essentially like the Chinese version of Steven Spielberg. To the point where they're actually opening up a Universal Studios in Beijing, another theme park reference. But um, there's a like a uh, like history of the movies attraction hosted like by both of them. I'm surprised there weren't mm. any Reese's pieces getting thrown around during the opening. <laughs> ET show <laughs> and a Jurassic Park T Rex. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that been, that so I would cool. love that with a torch in his mouth. Oh, that's gonna be LA 2028. It's gonna be oh, a T Rex. Oh yeah, carrying. Now that all our avatar people now that all our genetics research is paying off, we can finally unveil the dinosaurs at the Olympics. That thing's part raptor. <laughs> Usain Bolt. <laughs> Wait, we have like the Olympics, a pair, apparently, uh, a pair of uh, Olympics, and then we have like <laughs> genetic crossed <laughs> dinosaurs, genetically boards. altered creatures. It's <laughs> really showing us what a man with a cannon in his chest can do. Um. Okay. So. Um, the opening ceremony rally really begins, and this it opens with like these about two thousand drummers playing on these bronze foul drums, which is really cool because they also have these LED lights built inside of them. So if you're looking at it from a distance, it looks like they can make like they can do a countdown of like eight, seven, six, and then I think this is probably the most epic moment because they're all, excuse me, they're all um, hitting the drum to the same beat, and it's two thousand of them all like screaming and so you're like oh now n- now we're getting ready I, did you guys see this moment i did see a little bit of this moment yeah this is like it was impressive super epic yeah um and the drummers are singing a quote from the anal analytics of confucius uh written in 2000 years ago which says isn't it delightful to have friends coming from afar and this is oh. a a welcome mm, to the rest of the pretty, world into cool. beijing for the olympics which is really cool um then we get a, a bit of a, a really quick left turn as a the song Ode to the Motherland appeared to be sung by Lynn Manoke at the ceremony. Uh, but it emerged that she had mined her performance to a recording by another girl, Young P.I.A. Um, yeah. I vaguely remember this whole like escapade yeah, happening. It was yeah. pretty funny. Sad, though. <laughs> So I was like, I was hoping, you know, that poor girl, she's forever going to be known as the girl just didn't do anything but stand there and, and just it, act like after, she was singing. I think after, I watched tragic. it, I watched it again and I, I, I think knowing it was lip syncing, you can be like, all right, now I can tell mm-hmm. that that's lip syncing. Um, but this is a last minute decision um, to do the lip syncing uh, after a political member objected ad- to her voice. So they had somebody else do her voice because they're like, "Hey, girl, little girl, your so your voice is not good." We're gonna yeah, I'm sorry. So literally just like, you're not good at singing. I don't singing. like your voice. Stop. Yeah, someone's like, "But we will your... make you stand up." Yeah, yeah. You're pretty cute though. Like, still stand there. Um, but yeah, so the International Olympic Committee Executive Director Gilbert Ferrelli defended the decision to do this because they thought it would be more photogenic exactly. to have a double, which exactly, is dude. very strange. Um, although the means. Uh, both both names of both girls appeared on the program notes. The vast majority of people who watched the broadcast did not realize this until the music director acknowledged it happened way later. So I don't know if there's a program like directory while you're watching it. Like why are there yeah, two who's voices? flipping through the program <laughs> at that of the literal thousands of names? I'm just like, do you wait think a minute, have, I haven't it, seen her out there. Is it a duet? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it says like playbill, like a Broadway play? That's like, what I'm And now the it's just like a telephone book. <laughs> it's huge. Um, 
<laughs> oh, wow. At least a parade of nations. Um, I just skipped to the part where the USA shows up. No biggie. But um, our flag bearer was uh, Lopez Lemong, if I'm saying that right. He is a South Sudanese American. Uh, I don't... What, what sport he does? Do you know, Elijah? I've never heard of him before. Lopez Lemong. <clears throat> I hope he's listening. He's probably mad at us right now. Uh, track and field. Okay. Yeah. So he got to carry the flag. At least um, it wasn't Badminton or he would have been <laughs> really pissed. Um, I want to say, I don't know if you guys saw this, but what the USA was wearing. Um, I didn't I didn't catch this part. Um, it looked, I said it looked like we were all in the Navy from 1953 or that we were players on an English golf course. Um, <laughs> it's not the greatest look that we've ever had coming out to be like, here, here come. You have like, is, you know, yeah, like Kobe Bryant, RIP and all these people. Wearing the same uniform, and it's like, mm. it's definitely a odd choice. I mean, like the Olympic, I guess, uniforms have been um, designed by Ralph Lauren for like a while, and he has like a pretty interesting taste. Like it's, it's usually to just pretty preppy, like yeah, because that's like his thing. So he got these guys and gals dressing real preppy, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if it's, I, I just don't, don't like the white cap or what. I don't like the white cap at all. No, it's really bad. And in 2012, we had like berets or something. I didn't like yeah, that. and there was like kilts. It was like, what in the world? Is this even like US? Like, what in the world is that? I know, it's it's not Project Runway, apparently. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting choice. But uh, What did we do in 16? Did we wear every, anything? Everyone had them. <laughs> <laughs> I assume we did. Now this is America. <laughs> oh, oh no, we just wore well, like blazers. That was nice. Nice. Uh, Classy. You tossed me there. I was going to say we were all wearing the meat dress that Lady Gaga had. (laughs) The the dress that nobody could figure out what color it was. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. That would be amazing. (laughs) Be meme. Um, But, yeah. Yanny. What? I, I no, that was another thing. That was an, Laurel, yeah, Laurel and Yanny. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Let's not bring that back. <laughs> that's how they come in. They all start chanting. We're here. Um, the Olympic torch was handed off, not from Jarrett, but from to a man named Lee Ning, who was suspended by wires and then ap- appeared to run horizontally along the walls of the stadium through to, through to a Olympic cauldron, which is at the top, and which at this moment was not shown. I believe it was like CGI'd in, I believe. Um, as he ran along the upper wall of the stadium, the projection displayed a scroll opening ahead of him, which beamed footage of an entire torch relay. At the final moment, the spotlight revealed a final resting place of the Olympic flame, which appeared and turned, turning the torch run. The a colossal torch situated at the top of a stadium was lit by a proportionally large fuse. Let the games begin. Boom. Epic. That's, you can't beat that. Like just yeah. in sports. You can't get, they literally have a flame. They run across <laughs> the country before start. Like, that's just like, can you beat that? We no, were talking about this can. on our Dance Dance Revolution episode. Go back to that if you haven't listened to it. But the Korean uh, Major League Baseball team, the trophy is a giant sword that looks yeah. straight out of, like, yeah. World of Warcraft. Like, it looks like something that if you touched it, really? like, all, like, power, like, just like a spotlight <laughs> game. Hang on, I'll show you, yeah. Jonathan. We need more of that energy in our American sports. We Stanley do. Cup yeah. is we a do. great trophy. Right. I think the World Series is, like, the best. That thing is epic. That trophy with all of them? Yeah. Like, the Super Bowl is, like, not that cool. Super Bowl's fine. It's like, eh. 
Um, yeah, Jeopardy has a pretty cool uh, trophy. It's a sword that looks like the freaking Washington Monument. It's yeah. huge. It's a giant sword, yeah. I, yeah, I just remember it being incredible. I think we watched that. We definitely watched that live. Uh, or maybe part of it. At least part of it. And I just remember there's something to do with people on, like, bikes with, like, they were, like, biking, and it was, like, a... Oh, that's the closing ceremony. Oh, that was the closing ceremony. Okay. Yeah, we'll get okay, there. Okay, we'll get there. Okay, yeah, so we definitely watched that. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so, to talk about, I guess, like, some important moments and records that had happened throughout it. There's a... Um, the Olympics.com or .org, I believe, has, like, a really awesome archives of like what happened and they do a really good job of writing stuff up. So definitely check that out there, but they wrote an article called moments that define Beijing 2008. Um, so some important stuff that the two new sports this year were the 10 kilometer swimming marathon and BMX biking. Um, Which, can we pause at 10 kilometers of swimming? Yeah. That's insanity. So that's not done in the pool. Wow. That's done in a river. Yeah, open water. Still, that's, or open water, yeah. It's still crazy. Yeah. You have to be something that's else. That's so dang yeah. far. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that coming up because I, we want to talk about specific you athletes. You ever just like try to swim across a lake and then you're like halfway there like, whoa, what <laughs> was I doing? And then 10 kilometers. Uh, no thanks. Can't see the finish line at all. Um, that's insane. How are you supposed to take your mark and jump off? Um, oh, Tajikistan won its first medals thanks to... I'm not going to pronounce these names right at all. Razul Bogachev from judo and Yusup uh, Adul... Someone else try. Adul- Adulamov in wrestling. So, Tajikistan, shout out to all our Tajikistan listeners. Um, you guys are great. Um, the, there is a... Uh, the Japanese horse rider Hiroshi Hoketsu uh, took part in his third Olympic Games at the age of 67, while Cameroon swimmer... Antoinette Joyce Guida Moafo participated in the games in the first time at the age of 12. So that was, that was your oldest and youngest? The oldest athlete and youngest athlete. Holy cow. 12 um, years old. Is that the oldest, like, to date? Wild. Like, I don't know. Ever? Good question. Oldest or the Olymp- oldest riding. and youngest? That's like, like, not an easy still one the either. That's like, you got to be pretty, like, good shape like, for that. Yeah. It's going to be tough tough on the joints. I'm back. Yeah, so. Um, Chiropractor. I- I believe um, Oscar Swan was at 72. Ah, He's from Sweden. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah. Also, um, these are some quick facts about it. But uh, the uh, Togo, uh, Benjamin Bakukepi placed third in the men's single kayak slalom event. Um, His bronze medal was the first um, Olympic medal in Togo's history as well. So shout out to our Togo listeners. A lot of shout-outs this week. Oh, this week shouts to out all the free. countries. They're hey, all of our show, Togo. Hey, all your Togo listeners. I can't wait to see you guys out on the Parade of Nations next <laughs> with That's your right. most extreme podcast shirts. We're going to send you guys Merch. some shirts <laughs> <laughs> in the Parade. Don't wear your countries. <laughs> <laughs> they come out Jonathan's face on their shirts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Actually, we're going to contact your government. We're changing the flag. It's Jonathan's Jonathan's face. face. <laughs> How much money do you think it would take? How how much money would we have to have to bribe somebody to change their country's flag? <laughs> well, not enough for this podcast. Oh, to change someone's flag? Yeah. Oh, that's a good. I don't know. Like it's got to be. You know. I don't know. I thought you were going with to get someone's permission to use their face. On. But what if it's a, a what if it's a what if it's just but a pink like... background and then just a your face just your face and that's like yeah welcome to Togo yeah <laughs> pretty epic welcome to Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> Morocco. Well, Japan has made a big change. <laughs> Instead of the- <laughs> just a 
dot. The dot's still there, but it, then it's just Jonathan's face. It's my face. It's one of those wow. like you know like those pictures that if you change it in different, <laughs> you adjust it turning on the light. It's like, it's like one of those. Is that a? Or, you know, you got to get in close and cross your eyes when you pull back. <laughs> People are like, who is that? Anyway, we're making that flag. We're selling visit. it on Redbubble. You guys visit. can People buy it. People are like looking like it's him. It's him. He's the flag guy. <laughs> You show up at the airport <laughs> Oh my gosh We're, We'll start a GoFundMe to uh, raise money To change Togo's flag <laughs> So uh, Alright Keep have a pretty, an eye I, out for that I, I, So one thing about me is it's pretty nerdy But I memorized every single flag when I was a kid Yeah. And Togo has a pretty cool flag It is cool They have a pretty cool flag I like oh, their so flag So we, we don't want to change it? We don't want to change it no. I, I, I think you have a pretty cool face I, But <laughs> I oh, like their flag is, a lot cool as well. Flag. So it's Togo kind of a is uh, green, yellow, and uh, red and white star. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. They cool. do have a pretty awesome flag. I mean, if we're judging places just by their flags, then I feel like Al- um, Algeria gets up there for me. Algeria. So no, listeners Algeria. out there, what am I thinking? Albania. Of? Albania. Yeah, Email us me. or DM us. Uh, what country would we? What country should we replace their flag with Jonathan's face? Right. Yeah. And if you have any, flag? if you have any marks ups, <laughs> if you want to have do a demo sketch or something, send it to oh, us. Please. And uh, we'll send it out. We'll make one. We'll put it on Redbubble. You guys can just like we'll start shipping them to that country. See, <laughs> just putting them around. <laughs> I don't think we need this town hall flag like right here. Entry level <laughs> terrorism. <laughs> Sending a country. It's just air, someone's air face. dropping. <laughs> air dropping <laughs> flags. <laughs> and you, you have like Togo on it, so they know. It's, <laughs> it's written on it. <laughs> it's still Togo on the bottom. <laughs> or it's like the, Why the, does it sound like a the, like a soup company rebranding? <laughs> you have the, the end of Yeah, think of it that as a rebrand. You have yeah. the, like the end of Looney Same. Tunes, but instead of that's all folks, is, that's Togo folks. And it's and then Jonathan's face coming oh, It's like Porky Pig. Brand new flag. Same great Togo. <laughs> at least at the exit of like customs <laughs> that's togo folks who is that so, white guy gotta want to need to get a have a togo <laughs> what would you do for togo <laughs> uh breaking news guys we just lost all of our listeners in togo um <laughs> um okay anyway back on track um um, so I do want to say the world record for pole vaulting for women was won by Russian uh, Yelena Isenvob something. Yelena. Okay, so she set the new know. record for it was five point zero five meters for this discipline of doing it. Um, pretty insane. Um, I should say during this happening though, during the finals of this, uh, one of the poles which Brazilian uh, Fabiana Muir used to do pole vaulting disappeared. Causing her to spend 15 minutes trying to get it back. So, a little hazing uh, done on the Olympics. Wow. You know, maybe next time that'll happen. It should be noted like, that uh, this girl who won the gold from Russia yeah. later was found to be one, part of the whole Russia doping scandal. So. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, she won. So, yeah. <laughs> if on, you Yelena. want any more info on that, go watch the Netflix documentary Icarus. Definitely it's very watch good. it. Even if you don't even like the Olympics, that is a pretty just, cool. It's just so cool. <laughs> if you don't like the Olympics and you made it this far into the episode. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> turn it off. Come back. Welcome back. All right. Um, but, yeah, no, I. it's just interesting to see that people are pulling the whole, like, whoops, going to steal the spool. Where'd he go? 
Classic move. Yeah, where do you hide an 11-foot-long <laughs> metal pole, you know? They probably chopped that thing up. An 11-foot-long briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> no one will suspect a thing. This is, uh, this is maintenance. <laughs> Cla- no, you, classic, like... You think they a, do that a lot? It's a very uh, large piccolo. Uh, do you think there's, like... They use a toilet paper piccolo. at the Olympic Village? Like like pranking each other? Do you think they do any like hazing rituals to I each other? Gotta, I would. If Absolutely. I was if I was an Olympian, dude, Absolutely. I would be pranking everybody. <laughs> they would be... hate me. <laughs> <laughs> they would hate me. Who put a whoopee cushion in my kayak? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I would have gold so medal slalom. <laughs> that was always my dream. Even though I didn't really do much of sports in the end, Olympics would have been like the goal. Oh yeah, just because. If you don't even qualify and you get there and you just like don't do anything, you are still an Olympian. Yes. Well, what was the uh, dopest title ever? What was that woman f- two years ago was an Olympian? Her country never had a downhill skier Olympian, and so she oh, was right. like, "I'm gonna do it." Yeah, but she did. literally just went down and got it. Yeah, and so the epic like did no tricks, or it was like the downhill half pipe. She oh, did no really? tricks, and she just like went straight down, and the commentators were like. And okay, <laughs> and the, res- great. And the right. resume is looking solid. <laughs> what so if uh, good. what if for a prank you like <laughs> replace the uh, the gold medal with like one of those like chocolate coins and you put it? <laughs> <laughs> so I, when they do the whole like biting the metal thing, it's just like oh, no, oh. I would legit do any sport. I would do the speed walking, but just I'm an Olympian. I have heard that the, the Olympic speed walkers are some of the most aggressive athletes because they are constantly training. Like no matter what, they can't like. Go to the bathroom back and forth without like something going. Yeah. Oh, quick. Okay. Um, specific athletes. I want to talk about that. First of all, I want to mention a couple of them before we get to some of the big dogs for our, um, for us at least. Two that I want to mention real quick um, is a guy named Martin Van Der Wegen. And we were just talking about this the 10 kilometer. He was uh, number one. <laughs> yeah. The 10 kilometer <laughs> um, swimming marathon. Anybody, so, nobody, come on, guys. That's a- I get the SpongeBob reference. Yeah, but here, none yeah. of you smiled. That was unreal. I thought that was okay. Squidville, we like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Jonathan still has two more seasons to watch. Oh my gosh! So you haven't gotten to the number one hat? No. Oh my word! Let us know. I. We'll do seasons. They're coming up. The episodes right. are coming up. They're coming up. Um, okay, so this guy's a Dutch. He's a just Dutch long distance and marathon swimmer. Um. So, yeah, we talked about it kind of earlier. So in March in 2001, he was diagnosed with leukemia and suddenly uh, engaged for a battle of his life rather than for medals. So he went underwent a successful stem cell transplant. Um, but in Beijing, he won the gold medal for the 10-kilometer open water marathon race, uh, like only by like a few seconds beating out David, David Davies of Great Britain. Um, so, yeah, he – and that was like the most impactful thing of like I'm – I'm still going through this battle with leukemia, and yet I still won this, and this is, like, proving that I can beat anything. Especially since it's a 10-kilometer open water marathon. And imagine a race wow. that's 10 kilometers long, and you still, you said it was, all like, seconds apart. Yeah. If that, like, wow. Yeah, you can definitely rewatch it. It's like, oh, my gosh, this guy. I think you he's now retired from doing it, but, because so um, you can only do it for so long. Yeah. Um uh, and then I want to talk about Matthias Steiner. He's a German heavyweight lifter. So during the Olympic competition, Steiner failed in his third snatch attempt in uh, heavyweight lifting um, with 203 uh, kilograms. So that's 447 pounds, uh, ranked fourth after the snatch, with a successful clean and jerk of 568 pounds, and a total altogether of something like 1,000 pounds, where all he, everything that he lifted. Uh, and he became an Olympic gold medalist. 
and uh, Matthias took Germany home for gold in the plus 105 uh, kilograms heavyweight competition. Um, this is important because on two th- in July of 2007, his wife, Susan, died in a car accident. Um, Steiner vowed his wife uh, on, her de- on her deathbed that he would won- win gold, and he did. And uh, he, stood with the, he stood with his gold medal up on the poli- podium holding a picture of his wife. And kissed it and uh, cried, hmm. which I didn't want to lose. He has one of the well, most awesome. epic reactions. If you ever watch, he's like, yeah, he is like ecstatic that he won. I mean, yeah, he, he he drops it and then like hugs his coach immediately. He like falls on the ground and screaming. Like it's pretty intense. Very honestly. emotional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, but really good. cool. It's cool to watch. Um, okay, so so I guess some of the big ones right here. Uh, so first of all, um, Sean Johnson, um. 2008 Summer Olympics, Johnson competed for all four events during the team competition of... She's a gymnast, if you guys don't know who she is. I'm pretty sure if you see a picture, you might have a better idea. This is right before Simone Biles and Gabby Douglas like came in. I think that was 2012. So, um, But yeah, so Johnson won the silver medal in the individual all-around competition, receiving a score of 62.725. Johnson's teammate and roommate at the Olympic Village... Uh, Nasia Lukin won the gold medal, only receiving a score of 63.325. So just by that hair of an inch, um, which is the first time in in gym that um, roommates had gotten both the medals. And then also the United States won both gold and silver medals in the individual competition. And the fourth time a country had ever won both gold and silver medals ever in gym. Um, And then Sean Johnson just won Dancing with the Stars after that. Yeah. So is that almost like just pitching a perfect game? <laughs> is that I'm, better? No, because I'm, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. There's probably how many people have won Dancing with the Stars versus how many people have won an Olympic medal? Just because there's more Olympians. Let's see. The Olympics have been going on since uh, 400 BC. What are we doing actually? Uh, uh, but, but not not Jonathan continuously. Makes a great point. Okay. Not Dancing continuously. With the stars. That was very, like there was like a well pause put, for yeah. a long time. <laughs> okay, before like the modern Olympics. Then Emmett's. Oh, you're right. Smith before went? we televised it. I th- I, I, should, I should like know. The, they didn't I have should, like. Come on. International Olympics like during the Renaissance, like that that wasn't <laughs> happening anymore. Lie from the tavern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the tavern. Julius Caesar <laughs> <laughs> wins again. Throwing oh. discus. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, good question. Four feet, four if you've if you've won Dancing with the Stars, email us at John <laughs> oh, Snowdy yeah. and contact <laughs> the the dating expert himself, Jonathan Snowdy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. So two big ones I want to talk about real quick. Um, I'll talk about. Do you want to take the last one? Yeah, last two. Um, okay, Usain Bolt. Let's talk about Usain Bolt. Bolt for a second. It's insane. That man. This is probably the biggest moment of the 2008 Olympics. So I kind of did a little bit of research, and, like, it's not even just him. It's, like, Jamaican track went from, like, 0 to 100. Like, especially the men's. Because, like, the women's in 2004, they did pretty well. But, like, the men's, they didn't even place in 4 by 100 relay. or And in the 100 meter, they got fifth. And in 200 meter, I don't even think they placed. But, like... They came into this Olympics and they broke like every world record. They yeah. broke the world record in hundred four by one hundred, two hundred meter, and um, all the women. I think the women placed first, second, third, and the, like they just took over out of nowhere. So that was pretty impressive, I'd say. Yeah. Jamaican track. The hundred meter, um, 
Usain Bolt won. It was nine point sixty nine seconds, and he was only twenty one years old. Um, important thing to think. I believe he did compete in two thousand four Olympics, um, but he got injured. I think so. Yeah. There was like a lot of people not giving him really a chance in this Olympics of being like, oh, Usain Bolt's gonna get it. Um, but yeah, and he crossed the finish line, smiled, turning at the camera, being proud. But even before he even hit the finish line, shoelaces undone, um, showboated all the way there with the pre with the world record. Um, but it's interesting, just like I, you can go to anywhere in the world and people know who Usain Bolt is. He's so likable. Like yeah. even though he's cocky, like it's like oh, what you saying though? Like he just like does <laughs> right. this thing. That smile. It's that like smile. lightning bolt. Yeah, his name is Usain Bolt. Yeah, dopest yeah. name ever. Yeah. How do you get away with a name like Usain Bolt and not become the world champion of track? Yeah. Usain Bolt, yeah. best tax attorney in all of Jamaica. <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I also saw there was a picture of him posing next to um, he had he he like bought a tortoise and raced it with other tortoises and his won. <laughs> so there's yeah, so <laughs> the world's That's fastest incredible. man. Owned the world's fastest, slowest animal. Did, they, did the Russians That's also incredible. give steroids to their tortoise? <laughs> 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 it's like, like one of those bulldogs. <laughs> Jeez! But you could go to disqualified even like... for bringing a gator to the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is wheels, I just, sir. I just remember him. I almost like he lapped people. And like a hundred meters is not that far for the, how fast those guys are going. But he sure. was. Head of everybody by like so so much, and he was showboating t- too. Like, what in the world is this guy? Right. Well, He's the other thing to also remember is how tall he is. He's what six yeah. four, He's and six so five, yeah. that's like something that's pretty unheard of, especially for track, especially at this time too. Um, um, but he kind of used it to his advantage of like having these long limbs that could like carry him to the finish line. Yeah. Um, and that so the average pace in terms of track is forty five strides, and he did it in forty one. So and that's a huge difference. Yeah, like if you, massive, yeah. especially when it comes to you know to the Olympics. That's what we're talking about. Like everything comes down to the millisecond. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, the his closest rival took forty four strides, and um, yeah, he became the uh, young. Uh, sorry, by the time the two thousand meter final came around, the public were smitten with the man who was seemingly unstoppable. Um, uh, the young sprinter flew to a second gold with a 200 meter, beating Michael Johnson's 12 year old r- record mark on the process. Lightning had indeed struck twice. There's a video of Michael Johnson reacting of it to it. Oh, yeah, really? He was commentating, yeah, and he's just like, "Wow, like I can't believe." He was like, "Oh, not like really." Gosh cool. darn it! Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was cool. But yeah, Usain Bolt. You know, we you can go to Togo and people will know the best country ever, Togo, and people will know who he is. Yeah, they're not going to be like, you guys know who JJ Watt is? Usain Bolt and Jonathan Snowdy. Those are (laughs) the two people that they household names in Togo. The Togo Mount Rushmore. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Two. What are the others? Uh, Okay. Okay. So obviously we're leaving out a Peter a pretty big one. Jarrett, you want to take this part? Oh yeah, man. Michael Mm -hmm. Phelps. The the man fish himself um, swam in 17 races over nine days in Beijing and won eight gold medals, set seven world records. So the eight is a record in when in one game, which beat out Mark Spitz's record of seven um, that he won in 72. Um, we should also right. give a good point that Mark Spitz, I believe, doesn't like Michael Phelps. 
or didn't. Oh. I mean, I forget whoever like was holding the record at the point was like, nah. And then Michael <laughs> Phelps just used that to his advantage to be like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. win. And so on, you know, in that year, Michael Phelps got eight gold medals. Currently, uh, to put in the uh, total perspective, he has 23 gold medals over the four or five Olympics he Jeez. competed in. Oh, it's really? insane. Um, like most countries don't even have one. No. And he has yeah. 23. He has 23 golds, 28 total, and both of those are obviously Olympic records. Insane. Um, he has never, to my knowledge, won Dancing with the Stars, though. So, mm, But he yeah. was on Shaq Versus, a show where Shaq oh. competed in other sports. Okay, so that's... <laughs> Six one. He lost to Michael Phelps, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Shaq lost to Michael Phelps. Yeah, and then Shaq raced a tortoise against. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Usain Bolt's tortoise? Um, Anyway, the the uh, the hundred meter butterfly final. He finished. This is an iconic image. Iconic. the, The two fingers. His his finger touching the the starting or the ending timer. Point zero one seconds ahead of Serbia's. Serbia's, excuse me, Milorad Kavic. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, it's like, it's, the, if you don't know, it's this like it's camera am- angle from the bottom of the pool and you're looking up and you're seeing the, the fingers touching yeah. like just about the same time. And that, was that his eighth? That, that was, was the eighth gold? I think that was, so I don't think that was, his, it could have been his eighth, but I think that was just like the one that he was weakest in. In fact, gotcha. I actually... It was the only individual event he swam where he didn't own the world record. <laughs> yeah, isn't that wild? Dude? wild? Oh yeah, I actually don't own the world record in this one. The fact that it that he won the 100 meter butterfly final just by 0.01 seconds is insane. Yeah, that's, it's insane. That's it's because it really looks like that guy won, and then he just right. brings his arms up, and then he gets it. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, I did swim team sometimes in the summer. And then just seeing this is like, well, no. Uh, shout out to Parkwood. Par- shout out to Parkwood Piranhas. Parkwood Piranhas, the most dominant uh, the assembly best team of ever. Take that, Woodcroft. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And all you badminton lovers. <laughs> I would say Parkwood Piranhas is like the most dominant assembly of athletes in history. For those who don't know, in the Period. Durham area, there is a, uh, a sort of a, a group of swimmer swim leagues, and Parkwood being the smallest pool that hasn't been renovated since 1974, uh, has dominated uh, for something like 12 years in a row. Well, yeah, well, now you know, we've, we've kind of fell off, but all of we were so dominant get for a so while. much <laughs> extra practice by like having to swim away from horse flies. Right. Yeah. And nothing can do they, that better. They than... like to train under pressure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> He's not doing well. Release them. Release the horse flies. Dude. That's why they in, in, in an indoor Beijing water cube. <laughs> so these Olympics, though, these Olympics, like I was looking at it and there's like a lot of like some of the top athletes in the world were there. Not just like Olympic sports that are only at the Olympics, like Messi won a gold medal. Right. LeBron James, Rafael Nadal. Serena Williams, and then like other people like Deontay Wilder, who ended up being world heavyweight champ. Yeah. And then they had uh, Henry Cejudo, who also became a um, UFC star. So yeah, Ronda Rousey won. Yeah. This is what I was gonna get at. Okay, go for it. She was my athlete that you failed to put on this list. Oh, okay, Ronda. so well, I don't. I I only looked at the the facts that were gonna prove my point. So if you actually are a fact checker out there, please please hit me up. But to my knowledge. 
much like uh, the most lucrative major at UNC is geography because I was Michael Jordan's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to, I think the highest, again, this is where anyone can fact check me, but the, if you want to earn the highest box office gross after your Olympic career, you need right. to win bronze in the middleweight women's judo event. <laughs> because to my knowledge, Ronda Rousey, who has her movies have uh, made, what's the number? It's like close to 2 billion worldwide. Okay. Um, which seems like more than any other bronze medalist. In yeah, the I'm trying to think, is there like some guy in like Turkmenistan who's just like dominating <laughs> all of these world records? Yeah. The archery movies, man, they're so good. <laughs> I don't know. The but Ronda movies. Rousey, man. But yeah, Ronda Rousey. Bronze right. medal in the... There's a lot of people that just made, made it big from this. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of these people were already pretty well established before, but um, like Deontay Wilder. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. One he won bronze in boxing, um, and then ended up becoming heavyweight champ. Yeah, for a while. No, he's not. But yeah, you had a lot of you had a lot of uh, big stars. But this there. is a thing. Yeah, going back to Michael Phelps real quick. But I think this is giving him the the name that like like for example like Jonathan you're saying like I'm not a huge sports guy but like I obviously know who Michael Phelps is right and not just because of the Subway commercials but like I definitely know. Who he is. By the way, he got his endorsement from Subway before he ever won in 2008. So, Man. Which, that's a funny note that you have here that uh, they're a, Subway is a Michael Phelps sponsor, but not an Olympic sponsor. Yeah, so they, so they have show their the commercials. Fa- they have their famous fans. I'm pretty sure a lot of them are Olympic athletes who have never eaten Subway in their life. Usain Bolt was in Subway commercials. Yeah, where it's like, um, yeah, yeah um, it's where they have like famous fans. Mm-hmm. So... It's weird. I don't really know how the Olympic sponsorship works because I distinctly remember in 2004, one of the sponsors being McDonald's. Yeah. And like all the commercials being like Olympic athletes being like, mmm, wow, I love these barbecued chicken they're nuggets. They're like about to eat a chicken nugget and then it cuts away. Right. Because the only time like they have time no to film these commercials is when they're in training where they're definitely yeah. not eating McDonald's. That's like LeBron. He's like famously keto and he drinks like Sprite. Yeah, every cranberry commercial. Sprite. It's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's famously keto. <laughs> um, well, in the athlete world, yeah, in the, in the keto, <laughs> the keto Mount Rushmore, it's LeBron James, the keto family, the keto mafia. Uh, keto mafia. Um, Speaking of LeBron James, the USA men's basketball team, we got to talk about them. Yeah, they're really good. Like, being from North Carolina, like basketball is definitely king here, and like they just, it was. If you just go watch 2008 men's basketball Olympic t- team highlight, USA. You will get some of the most amazing, dominant performance highlights you could ever imagine. It's like, like actually we, disgusting. We should say though, we, you feel bad for Angola, and you know, <laughs> there's a there's a play where my, like LeBron is just toying with this guy. He's about to shoot it, and LeBron just kind of looks at him and just jumps, <laughs> soars above the air, and spikes it vertically into his face, and that would end a man's career i think there's no way about it yeah that's just it was insane that that was we we should also uh, go ahead i I think it's important to note also that the united states wasn't even really in favor of being able to use professional athletes for basketball right we were fine with amateurs and then (laughs) they said we can use professionals we went 
Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that, I guess. Yeah. But we should say in the, you're gonna let us. in the final game of this year, the 2008 Beijing Olympics, we won only by like 20 points to Spain. Only by 20. Only 20. Yeah, Spain Pretty convincing. Right, yeah. right which Spain is like, was, if Spain's historically guys, the only one. Yeah. It's really like, guys, come on. Like, let's step yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, we beat Australia by like 50, and they had like three <laughs> NBA guys on their team. It's just like RP Kobe, but yeah. he played amazing too. Mm-hmm. And. The only bad thing is, is Coach K. You know, uh, yeah. Coach uh, mm. Mike Krzyzewski, who, love or hate the man, does a good job respect. coaching. Big respect yes. for Mike, for Coach K. Yeah. Jared is, has smoke coming out I'm of his gonna, ears. I'm just not going to say anything. No okay. comment. I'm just not going to say anything. Um, no comment. He's already overextended himself with the badminton comments. He needs oh, yeah. to <laughs> he needs rekindle to... his image. When you're in a <laughs> hole, just stop digging. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah. I guess real quick. Quick, we can talk about one thing, which is happens at every every kind of Olympic uh, game is uh, the the mascots. Is that every year, yeah. sort of the branding goes into the mascots of yeah. things. Um, did you want to? Yeah, I've got a little bit. Um, so eventually, they were called the Fuwa. Is it Fuwa or Fuwa? Probably more like Fuwa. Okay. Um, this is the 2008 Beijing Olympic mascots. Yes, these are the official mascots of the uh, 2008 Olympics. Um, so uh, Fuwa is like a, a shortened form. They have a kind of a longer name in okay. Chinese. It basically translates to, to like, uh, good luck dolls. Okay. Um, so they're images of good luck and like uh, all these positive qualities. Um, they were initially called the friendlies for like, I think less than a year. Okay. And then I, I can't even find any sources as to why they changed the name. Okay. They, but they basically stuck with, we're going to like. Already in China, they were calling it Fuwa, like mm. the shortened form of this longer name. Let's get and a so picture they, for so everybody. So they just stuck with that. Um, while Brett's pulling up that picture, let me just say, they they're kind of, they look kind of like teddy bears with was, the proportions of Powerpuff Girls. Uh, that's <laughs> a very good point. I was going to say they look kind of like Teletubbies, maybe? Oh, I don't or see like the trolls. Teletubbies. They, like, like the movie or, troll? Or at least that one looks like a troll doll. You know, it's kind of funny because the other things they kind of remind me of, obviously they look... A lot like Powerpuff Girls and like or pandas or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, one of them is actually a panda. Um, oh, duh. <laughs> so they're yeah. Well, how could how could China miss out on that? Pandas like kind of their big animal, right? They have actually a couple others that are sort of big deals, but we'll we'll mention a couple of them in a little bit. Um, but they also kind of remind me of like. I don't know the Power Rangers a little bit. Yeah, like, they got these solid. Like, I've got the strong, power of fire. Yeah, these strong like uh, primary colors, or you know. Bionicle. Um, Coming soon. Yeah, yeah. All right. But um, there's uh, there's five of them for, like, the five Olympic rings. They also like, coordinate. They coordinate, too. There's a huge chart on Wikipedia. I recommend you look at it. I'm not even going to go into all of it. But they've got, like, like um, each, each one of the five, like, represents, like, specific sports and specific, like, continents or regions of the hmm. earth. So each one represents a region of the earth. It's um, a fun job creating that as well as like that'd be really fun and i'm gonna get into that because that's kind of an interesting story how they were created interesting um so the five of them there's um bebe which is the blue one which is sort of like a combination of a lotus and a fish and she was meant to represent like europe Um, i see that i go yeah that's europe a lot of aquatic sports um jingjing is the um black one who's a panda um and he represents africa um, Juan Juan is the red one who, um, is the Olympic flame. 
He's not even an animal. He just is That's the That's not flame. fair. And um, he represents America, or the Americas, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> is the intention. Um, yeah, because everything else on here is like a, a whole region of the Earth. Uh, Ying Ying is the yellow one, um, which is based on like a Tibetan antelope. And uh, he represents Asia. And Nini is the green one, um, who's representative of either like a swift or a sand martin, which is a very like iconic bird. Okay. From China, and um, she represents Oceana. Gotcha. Um, well, so you're saying there's five of them, and there's four of us. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to say I'm going to go with, um, I think I feel more like this one, the green one right there. So that's me. You think you're the green one? I think I'm fiery. Okay. I'm, I'm fiery you probably are. I'm going to take the Americas with uh, okay. the red one. It's, it looks pretty fresh. All right, we got three left. Takers, anyone? Oh, I'm totally... Um, Going, going with the uh, the blue, the aquatic. The blue. Okay, one. nice. Jarrett, you got two left. That is a cool panda. All right. I like that. I like yeah. I like going the with panda. the panda. Panda. Green. All right. And the left one <laughs> could be you. Email us. <laughs> That's Stop emailing I actually, us. I find that interesting because you, the Americas is one continent that they, mm-hmm. they and I yeah. I ran into that when I was living in South America that they yeah. they consider North and South South America as one continent. Yeah. They basically are, they are interesting. Connected. They are. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very. Yeah, the only place that see that really sees them as separate is like the United States. Yeah, like that's true. Ever, all across Inter- the world, it north, is south, it is weird. Yeah. Okay, cool. But um, you might have noticed their names are like doubles, so it's the same thing twice. Bay Bay, mm-hmm. um, and that's because if you actually just take the singular part of each one and mash them all together, you get a sentence in Chinese that means Beijing welcomes you. Oh snap! Oh snap! Yeah. Um. And they were, let me let me pull up his name so I can I can pronounce it. So they were um, commissioned uh, to be designed by an artist named Han Meilin, um, and initially he was given a lot of freedom with it. Okay. And then they started coming in with a bunch of requests, and I'm sure they they had like tons of revisions. Um, I have a source that says that he did over a thousand different designs for them wow. by the end of it. I also have a source that says he had two heart attacks while sure. designing him. And yeah, I'm, no pressure I'm about guessing the, uh, the entire so world. innocent and cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, like, this yeah. guy kills another artist. <laughs> this guy, like, Han Meilin, can't sleep, is like sweat. one of the most, like, like, he's got his own museum in China. That's how influential he is. Wow. But after designing the Fua for the Olympic mascots, he has since disowned them and they're what? not in his museum. Father, how could you? That Why? is wild. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. Is there an extra drama? These guys are just like dra- little also, bears. Yeah, keep, my, like, my, you've my heard last me for little, the last time. Just like, this is like the cherry anymore. on top. They have an anime. There's they a, have a, a 100 anime. episode oh anime. Gosh. 100 episodes. And I'm surprised you watched all of it for this podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> and Let you me, still haven't seen the second half of Home Alone. Guys, I just need to I just I just need you to read some of these episode titles to you. Okay. Like episode 21, Run Greeks Run. <laughs> <laughs> um the eyes turn red. I mean, that's kind of Jing Jing themed. Ep- Achilles is coming. Episode 38, Shot of the Evolution. Whoa. Episode 39, The Frog is My Teacher. 
That's um, my favorite. <laughs> that is good. Episode Dude. 50. My motto. Hercules of War. Okay. Um, episode 62, uh, Ping Pong in China, which is interesting because episode up. 61, the one right before it, is called Table Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> That's them deciding we got to change the yeah, name. Ep- episode 65, Champion Mom. You know, every mom. Oh, oh, like oh, like Jamaican. I thought you said mom. Yeah. Uh, champion mom. <laughs> Jamaican mom. Yeah, they they predicted the Jamaican. Nothing's better than a Chinese anime depicting Jamaican culture. <laughs> episode uh, ninety-two, Chinese kung fu. Um, okay, episode ninety-five is called Iron Champion. Whoa. <laughs> episode ninety-seven. There's a judo master in the massage room. And episode 100, the last episode, uh, is Robert titled Kraft. Beijing Welcomes You. <laughs> oh, okay. Those massages probably are... They're good. <laughs> Which is interesting that we're talking about mascots, because... Okay, so coming up, we have the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo. Yeah. You know, they're um, still called the 2020 Olympics. They're still called the 2020 Olympics? Yeah, they okay. are. They're keeping We talked about this in another episode. Saves a lot Jonathan and I... Yeah. Jonathan and I were in Tokyo. We, we, we have some merch that has Tokyo 2020 on it. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Really excited. They only have two mascots, one for the Olympics and then one for the paraplegic um, Olympics. And then the other ones are just anime characters from already... Oh. Uh, existing IP. Beautiful. So really? we have, yeah, we got Naruto, we've got uh, Goku, we've got Monkey, we've got Astro Boy, Sailor Moon, Yokai Watch. And that's, yeah. I think, really just depicting like. Man, the new DLC the- set looks great. <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that the next deal. fighter pass? Yeah, the next <laughs> fighter pass. Confirmed for Smash. Um, but yeah. Goku and Super Smash Bros. be yeah. insane. They've been fighting for that for a long time. Okay. Uh, closing up, really, there were um, the closing ceremonies. There were these floating giant drums. I'm not going to go over the whole thing. These floating giant drums and people dressed in gold, dancing around. Um, very Cirque du Soleil light with these floats and the bikes that you were talking about earlier with the one They're wheel. They're so cool. I, I, was, I remember watching that and being like, where can I get one of those with if, my $50 that Granddad gave me? Um, <laughs> um, so that's not happening. It's the, it's one wheel bikes, kind of like um, what General Grievous drives in Revenge of the Sith. It is, oh, dude. So it's not, oh, General Grievous. It's <laughs> not the nine people who can... Uh, ride a unicycle in the world. No. This is a different vehicle. No, it's just like a it's like I a giant a spinning. Who... Um, it was funny because I was watching the I was watching a rewatch of the closing ceremonies, and it was funny how they had like all these world leaders, and General Grievous was in there. Yeah. And they, <laughs> speaking of world leaders the at the Olympics game, I'm just kind of obviously going, going back to Phil, Michael Phelps though. Uh, George Bush was in the audience when he was winning. I think it was the relay four by one hundred. Yeah. So that was pretty epic. Yeah. Was in there cheering like, him I can't on. Believe I saw it. Um, there was some stilt jumping going on. All the athletes <laughs> got onto the stadium floor, danced. Uh, Yao Ming showed up, party. Yao I mean, Ming, honest, obviously there everybody. he is. <laughs> it's Yao Ming and General Grievous high fiving. <laughs> Best Olympics. Yao Ming is a, is a king. Um, oh, real quick. Oh yeah, we, so we were talking about the food walk. I'm sorry, going back, but um, uh, oh, I have a uh, kids meal corner. Hit it. The kids meal corner. Okay, so um, we've got There's right here, kids meal. we have the Fuwa Kids Meal toys right there, and they have all of them. They're basically like dolls. How much does this cost on eBay? Uh, I couldn't find those on eBay, but I was able to find like collector's mugs on eBay okay. with the Fuwa on it. How much do those run? 
Um, good question. If you how have, many thousands of dollars? If you do have I need a, a <laughs> twenty dollars, two thousand eight Beijing Olympics Fua mug, you can sell it for the grand total of. I've been saving up for a house, but I definitely would. <laughs> also, they gave out fans that. at McDonald's with um. Oh, that's nice. Also, here's a picture of um Michael Phelps with some children at a McDonald's <laughs> I'm sorry, in two thousand eight. Um. Obviously, he's not touched anything on his plate. It's for the kids, man. Yeah, he's just doing it for the kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think this Olympics was really cool. I think it was, to me, really, it in in all of Olympics, it's just cool to see Americans focusing on sports and we're seeing stars that aren't like, you know, just football or basketball. It's cool to see, you know, all these other sports have yeah. a limelight and also just a place where like the whole like world comes together to watch something and we can kind of just all get behind something that's super fun and enjoying yeah. it. But that's yeah. Anything other? I just love, I just love that. Yeah. Like opening ceremonies, like seeing all the random countries and they're just so proud of their country and everybody coming together and just enjoying it. It's just fun to like, I think it just, my ultimate goal is to go to Olympics and spend mm-hmm. a couple of weeks enjoying yes. it live, like swimming. If just cause like, being American, like we're we we pretty good at the Olympics. Like we have the most medals, and like we win a lot of gold medals, and it'd just be fun to just be there. That'd be that's like the ultimate goal. We were hoping on going twenty twenty, yeah, but yeah. obviously things didn't end up. And they refund looking. everybody's tickets. Um, oh, well. but yeah, um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics twenty twenty one. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fun time. Any other closing thoughts? I think those opening ceremonies are going to be crazy. Right. Uh, 2016. Oh, so over normally, under four seconds before Mario shows up. Right. So, well, that's what happened in 2016. The closing ceremonies is um, the president to like get the like honor. Like, OK, now this person takes over. Right. And right. they switch flags. The president of Japan jumped out of a green pipe with a Mario hat and like got the flag and came out. So it's just like this beautiful Brazilian Incredible. party and just like woohoo like takes it. Um and Who then let this that's Italian plumber into Rio. <laughs> this is when you're like, okay, we're gonna have a good Olympics, yeah. so I'm really excited. Um yeah. They're gonna do such a good job. Like Japanese like Tokyo is a great culture city. is very like they're just so like organized and put together. They're just gonna they're gonna really do a great job. Yeah. All right, anything? Well, Elijah, you are a guest on our show. I am. Uh, but you're my brother, so you're getting nothing in, in return. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so for our prize, <laughs> what we have for you here, it's not here yet, but it's coming soon, is a from Beijing 2008. It is the Friendlies. It is the mascot. It is a gold-plated ingot. With the four with the Fuwa on it, epic. This is a limited edition. Only sixty thousand were made. So yeah, really unlimited. <laughs> they were stopping at six. I was like, only six. These uh, prizes are getting better and 60, better. Sixty thousand. Excuse me. <laughs> so yeah, um, it should be coming soon. But hopefully, epic. Yeah, you got yourself a gold That's plate awesome. from the Olympics, and it That's should be here. Fun, I don't know what I you can it. do with it, but they'll be like, check this out. Yeah, it's a flex. <laughs> so That's for sure. Thank you guys. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you, dude. It's fun. Yeah, you got some gold um, rich, with the words dude. friendlies on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks so much for listening and uh, join us next week. Um, what are the handles? Oh, Most Extreme Pod, Twitter, Instagram. And if you have any questions or have any ideas for the flag for Togo, mm-hmm. send it to Most Extreme Podcast at gmail.com. Or Badminton Stories. Or Good Badminton Stories. There's no E in, in Extreme. Give us a review on Apple and on iTunes. Thank you. We'll see you next week.
Bye. Bye. Ciao.